It is Wednesday, Lawyer Talk, Blitz Phone-In Edition, December 16, 2020, almost to the end of the year. We are waiting to tune in and interface with the Blitz 99.7 with Loper and Randy, where those who have been listening for the last decade or so, we I supply free legal phone-in. I'm not even going to call it advice. We try to answer people's questions. And since the COVID pandemic, we've been doing this from the bunker here at 511, combining it with Lawyer Talk. So uh, we will tune in with them here momentarily. Hey, what's up, man? A guy who's been with us since day one on this show, Steve Palmer. How are you, sir? Hey, guys. How you doing? Good, man. So good. And a happy holidays to you. Yeah, we're getting close, aren't we? It's hard to believe with uh, COVID we can still have Christmas, but it's coming. I know. If you look outside, I don't know when the last time you were outside, but man, it is. Uh, it looks a lot like Christmas. It's all snowy. Wait, why didn't we play Egg Roulette today? I just want to know. I forgot. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is all up in that. Freaking Cruise. Yeah. Okay, cool. Back to the show. <laughs> People were asking, and I was like, hey, that's a good point. Cool. There it was. No, there's, the, there's the answer. All right. So uh, anyway, uh, so are you planning on uh, getting away for the holidays? what do you do uh you know no i i stay home i'm a homebody on the holidays i think it's an important time to just to be home with the family and uh that's what i plan on doing great i, I, I appreciate we feel that. the opposite we're like how can we get far away not <laughs> <laughs> from the family though uh hey so uh, what do we have here rick we have uh some people lined up for us we have matt mr matt all right he has a uh, pretty uh wow this is a not a christmas question but uh, it's a reality question, I guess. Uh, hey, what's up, man? No, not much. Uh, how's, how's everybody doing? Hey. Pretty good. Um, so this is not the case, but it's relevant to the case. I'm curious. If, uh, if I was in possession of nude photos of myself as a minor, would that be considered? <laughs> could I be in trouble legally for such a thing? Probably not. <laughs> probably not. can you no, prove it's you can you prove it's you yeah oh yeah yeah okay although the case is i guess that uh uh my wife and i you know we've been married previous decades and everything and uh we met in our 20s so these are polaroids that are in question and apparently when she was in junior high and high school her boyfriend at the time took some pictures of her so uh I guess technically they would be in her possession too, since they're in our safe. So I, I want to be safe there. I think. Yeah, I think you're Are probably safe saying? there. You know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't they worry. Get rated? I wouldn't worry too much about that. <gasps> I'm worried for you. Yeah. Yeah, they're not going. <laughs> yeah, they're not, I thought this was like a total BS question, and then it took a like a, a strong right turn to right itself, and so then you like want to you want to keep these pictures of your wife. As, 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 as an a homage, young, Randy, as an homage to the past, to her <laughs> young teen body, and he's putting it away. Like, and in, you're afraid you're going to get caught. Two like Tom Commons <laughs> tomb. You know what I'm saying? You put it away for another day. <laughs> well, she gave them to me. She put them there, so well, she yeah. wants to hang on to them. Does she hang on to them? I don't know. Steve, where are you at with this one? And you're <laughs> feeling all weirded out by I it. Don't like know I have to. I'd have to, if I'm, I'm not going to give any definitive legal advice here. I mean, it, it's like, I would say, uh, this is one of those I would really want to do some research on. And, and if you're looking for a definitive answer, call me, uh, at the office and we can work something out. But, uh, you know, generally, this isn't. Does he bring the photos or no? I wouldn't bring the photos. I don't want to see any photos. Yeah, I don't want to see any photos. 
Leave them safe. Leave them <laughs> safe. Yeah. Yeah, there's certain questions I just wish people wouldn't ask. Yeah. Me either. So. <laughs> All right, but I mean, hey, listen, I didn't know that that was happening. That was just... Uh, yeah, that's an that's a that's an interesting scenario. Uh, I don't have a good answer for that. I would, uh, but if this gentleman wants to give me a shout six one four two two four six one four two, I can talk him through it off the air. That was so. I mean, if I had to judge in the very beginning, I thought that was fake. Right, and, yeah. or yeah. just like a or just like a fluff question. Right? Yeah, it's like I, a, yeah. And there are like, pictures of myself as a child. Or like, okay. I mean, I and have pictures like, of myself as a child naked. I was about uh, six months old, I think, and uh, it's in the old baby oh album, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah, but not when you're like 14. Why would, my question <laughs> was like, why would you worry about it? I didn't want to go you know, too far down that road, but why are you worried about it? You know what I mean? Like, what is what is happening that you need to worry about it? Yeah, I know. Mm. It's, uh, you know, it's just one of those. that It's an interesting question. It sounds like a, a trick law school exam question. Exactly. 821-9970. 800-821-9970. And uh, on text message at 99700 too, you guys can get us. Okay. This person wrote in, I, I was wondering if I could sue someone who was impersonating my friend by using his images on Facebook or my friend is the only person who can sue. Why would well, he sue on behalf of his friend? Sue on behalf of his friend. But that happens to us. There's fake accounts with our names. And pictures, our pictures, but on these other accounts. Yeah, and, yeah. So could I sue somebody because well, yeah. somebody's we just reported fraudulent it to, to Facebook? Me? Yeah, you know but this is writing, uh, this yeah. is a relevant question. You know, there, there is uh, it, it, it's kind of the same issue, believe it or not, has come up in these election lawsuits, particularly the one out of Texas and some others. That the issue is, does somebody have standing? In other words, is it your fight to fight? Do you uh, do you stand in the right place? in order to bring the challenge or bring the lawsuit. So if I'm not harmed and say uh, my friend is, uh, I don't have any standing to challenge that. It's not on me. It's not my job. It's not uh, legally my responsibility to raise that challenge. Uh, so only the aggrieved party can sue. Only the aggrieved party has standing to bring the lawsuit. Generally speaking, there's some exceptions, but uh, generally that's the case. Well, yeah, it would be strange to sue someone, right? Because they, you found out that they were impersonating someone else that you may or may not know, and then you receive some kind of monetary yeah. payment for that. That would, yeah, that you can't, uh, you can't do it. Now, there may be a situation where the aggrieved party delegates their right to sue to another person and basically says, here, you can have my right to sue and, and bring lawsuit on my behalf. Now, think parents of children or guardians, you know, that happens sometimes that way. Or if somebody dies in a car crash, uh, the estate can bring the lawsuit because the person obviously is deceased. So there's some there's some weird exceptions to standing. But generally speaking, I can't sue for somebody else and particularly to try to collect even for them. Uh, because I don't have standing. I've not been aggrieved. All right, there you go. 821-9970, 800-821-9970. We're on with Steve Palmer, and we'll get your calls and your texts coming up next. So what if on there this person wants to sue the person that's impersonating somebody else because they thought that they were communicating with somebody else, and somehow by them acting like somebody else did them harm, calm them, calm them of a, hey, brother, we're good friends, man. Can you help me out? I need my brakes done. Can you lend me 200 bucks? Or like getting catfished. Yeah, so that happens, and that's legit. So because you become so the that, aggrieved party. You have suffered damage as a result of somebody impersonating somebody else. But I didn't hear that there. I mean, maybe that's the case. Maybe it's like if I trick you, if somebody tricks you into thinking it's me and, and that person takes advantage of you and you lose money as a result of it, 
then you're aggrieved. You've got a loss. You can bring a suit against that person, whoever the 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 fraudster is. Um, but if I if somebody's out there impersonating me and you just want it to stop, and you can report it, you can uh, you might even be able to uh, to take action that stops it some way, like on Facebook or report a fraud or something. But you're not going to get paid out. You're not going to bring a lawsuit no. for it. You haven't lost anything. Yeah, you can make them stop. Yeah, that, that's generally the, the, the standard. And on Matt's call, I did notice him say something, and he said it more than once. He said, this is not the case. He, oh, said, he said, this is not, this is, this, this, it doesn't have anything to do with the case, but it kind of does. Remember he said that at the beginning? Well, listen to it again. He said, he said it more than once. This, this hasn't have anything to, making it sound like maybe there's something else going on. There might be another case. Sounds like him and his wife are still together, so it's not a divorce. Yeah, so maybe. But for some you know, reason, he's like, yeah, you know I mean? Maybe he's on parole or probation. Yeah, like friend, a question for a friend. Yeah. Know, that kind of thing. So if, if they, this has nothing to do with the case, meaning law enforcement may be coming into my house. Is the way yeah. it sounded to me, and and you know there are questions like that that, uh, you know, if I sometimes you get into these weird spots where there's no good answer and stuff like that. Then and I want to know the age. Was she sixteen? Was she fourteen? Was she twelve? In theory, it's it was just a, it was under a boyfriend. Age, right? In theory, it's a yeah. minor, and, and you know this comes up mostly like with kids texting each other pictures of of their private parts. Or, you know, the guy sends the old dick pic and the girl sends the naked pic back. And, you know, it's just for them. But pretty soon it's run around uh, the whole school by text. And next thing you know, you got a bunch of people charged with uh, crimes related to that. And it is child pornography. And even if you send your own, I mean, it's you're disseminating. Now, most courts or most juvenile courts have now programs designed to deal with the otherwise really draconian circumstances or, or punishments that can result like being on the sex offender list as a kid. Um, but, you know, if you do it, the general, what's happening, I've noticed in these uh, high school boyfriend-girlfriend cases, do it once and there's a way out. Do it again, you got real big trouble. So, And I, I tell you what, man, no matter how many times parents tell their kids, <clears throat> by the way, don't do this, no matter how many times the police go give a lecture at the school in front of everybody, by the way, don't do this, people still do it. I just can't imagine. It, go, it goes back to, like, uh, we've talked about this in my high school days. If somebody had a camera at a party, there was always somebody around that would smash it and say, what are you, stupid? And now they're just documenting all their wrongdoing. It's foolish. All right, so we got 30 seconds to go, and we'll be back with the Blitz. All right, Steve Palmer on with us right now. And Randy has a question about a lease. Yeah. A leasing agreement. So this guy said his leasing office knows that I pay late every month i pay half in the beginning and half at the end because the way my checks are set up today i went to pick up my packages and they told me that they will not release my packages until my rent is paid in full i contacted corporate and i asked them are they allowed to hold my packages and they said they didn't know and they gave me an email address to ask somebody else maybe five minutes later they called me and said they were deciding to release your packages is this legal or was that legal? Uh, boy, they believe it, like anything, there's always more to it. Um, first of all, the lease agreement usually sort of reigns supreme. What is in writing is what the rules are because it's a contract. But then you have these weird scenarios where people don't follow the contract and they just do it in a routine way outside the contract. Everybody agrees 
and uh, it's all good, but it's not in writing. Therefore, it's not necessarily or it's not actually enforceable in contract law. Now, there may be some other remedies, though, courts would look at and say, well, look, you guys have modified the lease and done it this way. So that becomes uh, sort of the equitable way we're going to resolve it. Uh, on the other hand, uh, there's something called the statute of frauds, which means it has to be in writing and then contracts have to be changed. Anyway, it, it's, it's really complicated. And now the question is, as a self-help measure, can the landlord withhold packages? I'll give you the definitive answer. I don't know. I'm not positive. Okay. I'm not positive. I would think my gut tells me no. My gut tells me that's probably not a valid way yeah. to enforce a lease agreement. But uh, my I gut would, saying yeah. the same thing. Yeah, I mean, it just doesn't seem right. But uh, there's other. I'm sure there's landlord tenant lawyers that could give you a definitive answer. And it sounds like maybe you don't need one. Maybe it's already gotten resolved here uh, because it sounds like the packages have now been released. But um, all right. Yep. I do have uh, one more phone call to uh, grab here, Steve, and uh, we'll round it out with this here. Hey, it's Ryan on line one in Columbus. Ryan, it's Loper and Randy. You're on with Steve Palmer. How you guys doing, man? I listen hey. to you every morning. Dude, thanks, man. We love you. <laughs> so, uh, Steve, my question for you, um, it's a child support question. Uh, so me and my ex, we had a kid, uh, been away apart from each other for three years. We didn't want to establish support for various reasons. Uh, we both felt that we took care of the kid financially just fine. Um, but here lately, she's been telling me I can't see him as much or changing the dates on seeing my kid as much and things like that. Um, and of course, like I said, there's no custody established in court. And I wanted to take her to court to, to do that. But we don't, we both are in agreement that we don't want to have to establish any sort of financial payments because that's all taken care of. Um, so is there a way to go about that? Yeah, there is. Um, and what you're going to run into, though, is uh, some courts will treat this differently than others, so it may depend on the jurisdiction. Generally speaking, whether somebody pays child support is not, uh, or visitation is not dependent upon whether somebody pays child support. So a lot of people say, well, uh, you're not paying support, so you don't get visitation. That's not the case. I mean, they're two separate things. Uh, if I'm back or if I'm behind on child support, I can still have my visitation, but there'll be a consequence to being behind on my child support. What you need to do is, uh, in the jurisdiction where you guys live or where where whoever's got jurisdiction over it, you need to go to court or get a, first of all, get a good qualified domestic relations lawyer that can help you establish the rules of play. Um, and what the what the court will do is they will uh, they will outline how the visitation or the shared parenting or whatever the parenting time is to be resolved. They'll they'll put that in writing for you, sign it, make it a court order. Now it's enforceable. Often courts will make you at least address child support issues, and they may even inquire as to whether uh, it's warranted or not warranted. Even if you say we don't want support and you waive it, some courts will not let you do that from what I understand. Others will make you at least explain why, and uh, there's documents that need to be filed one way or another. So you almost always at least have to establish uh, that it's been discussed that uh, you guys are in agreement and you either want it or don't. And even then, I know some courts by policy say, no, we the, the guidelines say this, so we have to do it. Um, so it's not so simple. It's dependent, like many other things in law, and particularly domestic relations law, on a lot of factors. If you need some help with that formally, uh, give me a shout, 614-224-6142. We'll get you referred to a good, qualified domestic relations lawyer. Thank you. All right, Ryan. Happy holidays, man. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Merry hey, Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. All right, Steve Palmer, uh, happy holidays to you too, happy sir. Holidays. Hey, and same I to you guys. We'll, yeah, we're going to talk to you next year. 
yeah, we'll be here next year. So uh, everybody have a great Christmas and holiday season, and uh, we'll keep the legal advice coming. Yeah, well, it's, if you happen to have a mishap, what number should they keep handy? Well, you know, even with the COVID pandemic, <laughs> there's still uh, there's still the holiday uh, traps you can fall into. So give us a shout if you get in trouble. 614-224-6142. Look up the law firm at ohiolegaldefense.com. Tune into the podcast at lawyertalkpodcast.com. Thanks, Steve. You bet. All right, another good uh, Blitz Wednesday phone-in legal questions. Um, we get a lot of those support-type calls. You know, there's people that, uh, that, that that perhaps is one of the most confused parts of, dem- of divorce and, and child custody law. Everybody thinks, well, I'm not paying support, so I can't see my kids, or I am, so I should. Doesn't work that way. If you've got... Um, the court will speak to both matters. Now, it, it, we should say, and I meant to get to this, but I didn't have time. If you don't pay support long enough and you violate the court order long enough, it becomes a felony, which is sort of ironic. People call me all the time. And they say, look, I, I'm, I'm charged. I've been indicted on a felony non-support. And I'm like, well, what did you do? It's almost like, well, I, I didn't pay my support. And they ask, well, how should I, what should I do? And I say, you should pay your support. You know, you know, the irony, I, th- those are one of the few cases where I tell people, look, I would love to represent you. There are certain cases where money fixes it, or at least helps a lot. And you can't just pay this back support and it goes away, but it, it goes a long way uh, to resolving the case. So it, it's a, it's an odd thing. If people aren't paying support because they just want to say F you to their other, and I'm just not going to pay you, and they're, they're sitting on a pile of cash, well, I'll be happy to help you. Um, but I do feel weird about taking people's last dollar to help them in court when really dollars are what they need to, to get the problem solved. So it's uh, it's so they go rob the bank to get the money to pay the back support, then call you. Yeah, that's exactly right. So I need some money. Hold on. It's a, well, there's a movie. Well, it was um, a comedy. Wesley Snipes. Oh, I don't know. White men can't jump. Okay. There's a scene there where somebody needed to pay somebody money. So he's like, hold on one second, and he, he puts on a mask, grabs a gun, goes <laughs> in a liquor store, comes back out, and gives him. It, 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 it was a comedy, but yeah, don't commit a crime to fix a crime. Yeah, that guy wouldn't be any good anyhow. He's got no money now. Yeah, no money. He's not gonna now. be able to pay you, right? And and even if he could, I start to think, you know, is it really worth it? Um, when money will fix it. So you know, that's like, uh, what do you? It's, a, it's the old catch twenty two. But uh, you know, the holiday season is a time, even in COVID times, as I said, that uh, there is trouble lurking. There are, no matter what happens, I think people. I don't say no matter what. A little bit of boozing going on around the holidays. I don't drink anymore. I'm not shy about that. But when I did. More now than ever. Yeah. Alcohol sales are up. I just through wrote. Through the roof. They are through the roof. I just wrote a blog on this. You know, it was like a thought hit me. There's an old movie called Of Wine and Roses. It's with, um, who is uh, Felix and Oscar. The the original Odd Couple guy, co- comedian, not uh Ah, I can see his face right now, and it's driving me crazy. Yeah, I wouldn't get the name. Uh, you would if I, I know said their it. faces. You would have. No, I'm not talking the TV show either. I'm talking the actual movie. Um, Jack Klugman was on the TV show Quincy. I remember Quincy. Quincy, but anyway, there's an old movie called A Wine and Rose, and I, and I said mine was um, of wine and COVID. My little blog, because here's what's funny: is like liquor stores. Well, those are essential businesses, but bars are not. You can buy a bottle of vodka, but 
Not one drink. You can't buy one drink. So I started to give this some thought the other day, and I was thinking, yeah, what's the what's the adverse impact of that rule, of that government intervention? I got to thinking. So if you go to a bar, what are the safeguards? Not not just how bad, but what are the safeguards? So in theory, you've got bartenders who will be who are trained, most of them. And in this day and age, they do they do watch people. Like if you're stumbling wasted, they're not going to let you drive home if they can stop it. They're going to, and particularly your local bar, you know, they're going to they're going to take care of. And you at one good. point, they're going to be like, "Yeah, we're not serving you anymore." And they're going to say, "No, no moss for you. You can't have it." <clears throat> um, and you can only order one drink at a time. Now, I get it that you can say, "Oh, but BS, man! I order five shots at a time." All right, great, but you know, it's still it's still a it's still a metered in. Uh, situation, you know, you're, and, and you got to dip into your pocketbook every single time. So if you're buying beers or pints or something, it's five, six bucks. Get the Christmas sale; it's probably seven, eight bucks, um, and uh, that has its own limitations. And then it closes at a certain time. You know, it's like at least around here when it should be, it they close at one. Last call is usually at one, and then by two, you got to be out of there. Um, and that's that. Now, if you don't have that. those parameters, what do you do? Well, you're sitting at home and you're just going to get plastered on your own. There is no check on that other than your own whim, which, you know, if you drink. And your mind a lot of times too, you're like, well, it's not like I'm driving anywhere. Right. Until you do. Until you run out of potato chips, tobacco, even booze. You run out of booze. So what are you going to do? I'm going to take a cruise down to the old the old uh, gas station. I'm hungry, and that McRib is back. The McRib is back, <laughs> and I like Taco Bell. I'm going to get both. I'm going to go to the Taco Bell drive-thru, grab a seven-layer burrito, and then the McRib on the way home. And uh, it, it's funny that that happens now more and more and more. Or I have people driving really for no uh, – people are bored, and they're drunk. Like idle hands are going to do the devil's work here, and they're going to go out, and they're going to um, – uh, they're going to do what they do. So they drink five beers and, and whatever plan you have after a certain number of drinks, it doesn't matter anymore. doesn't matter. I, I was telling a story. I had somebody come in one time. And I had represented this individual a long time ago, and, and they had uh, a DUI, and they were never going to get another one. And uh, they actually monitored and kept uh, some records, a log, so to speak, of all the times they had consumed alcohol and didn't drive after the DUI. Really sort of impressive. Lots of log entries. And there they were sitting in my office again. So the log worked until it didn't. And that's what the AA, it's like, a, you know, alcohol works to do what it does for you until it doesn't. And then, you know, there's a reason for that is that it attacks your very ability to decide whether it makes sense to go drive or not drive. And once you have a few drinks, it's like once you're punching the nose, all the good plans go out the window. So People do it all the time, and now more than ever. So you're driving to see your uh, girlfriend. You, and I guess here's another one, though. It's like how many people are taking Uber these days in, before COVID? Like lots. Like a lot of people are doing what the guy was just talking about or the guy was just talking about, and you know they had a plan. They're taking Uber. But I was just, when you got home, I was just driving around the corner of the gas station to pick up some cigarettes or some some. Uh, you know, chips or Taco Bell or my McRib. And I didn't call Uber. I didn't call DoorDash. I thought it'd be quicker if I just did it. Come on. It was just right around the corner. What could happen? You got pulled over. And that's happening more and more and more. We have people getting pulled over and they, you know, 
it, it just is. There are consequences to everything. And I think we have people drinking more, too. God, yeah. Alcohol sales are through the roof. So back to the original point. Uh, all the Merry Christmas cheer, the Sleigh Crasher ales, the extra eggnog with 151 and vodka or whatever you put in. I don't even know what you put in eggnog. I don't remember. Rum, whatever works. Rum, I think. But, um, you know, all that is going to add up and you're still going to consume it and there's still trouble. So the other thing that's happening is when you're cooped up, you get sort of uptight. And the little things that your spouse does every day, they get a little more annoying. You don't like the way they chew their food. You don't like the way they gripe at you about not putting your socks away. Or maybe you've heard one too many times that you didn't make the bed or left this out or didn't do that or whatever it is. And next thing you know, you're half a bottle of vodka in because you bought 10 bottles of vodka at the liquor store. And tis the season to get drunk and commit domestic violence. And this is not to say you should do it. This is to say you shouldn't do it. And if you do do it, you should call me. Is that, is that a bad message? No, no, because it's just, it's good. It's, they're on the up and up. You got to look at the numbers, though, because those are the cases. Those are where the police are going or domestic violence. The domestic violence is up. Yeah. Shootings in Columbus are up. Yeah. Shootings, domestic violence. That's a good point. You know, the people say all the time, like, um, crime rates are up, crime rates are down. I, I, every time you make a statement like that, every time there's an analysis like that, you have to factor in some stuff. Like, what are the police looking for? Because there's a number of police. There's a finite number of police. So unless you're adding police, then it's hard to think, <clears throat> without good reason, crime rates are going up or down. I mean, it, it's like there has to be some reason for it. So it very well could be. There was a time when we had a task force on Bethel Road. There used to be a bar over there called um, Shooters, maybe. Was that remember that day? Remember those shooters, day and age, yeah. there was shooters was there, yep. and then there was another one. It was on the strip mall, and there was on the corner. There was another one on the side here. What was that was called? Was it, where was Dockside Dolls? Where was that? Thought about that. There was like on Bethel Road. There yeah. was like these big mm-hmm. sort of uh, I call them Cleveland esque bars because Cleveland had big bars like that. There was a time in the sort of the '90s that that stuff was popular, and uh, so at one point they decided we're going to create a DUI task force and patrol Bethel Road in 315 and you know duis skyrocketed now it wasn't because people were committing more duis i mean maybe there were more duis because those bars were there but there was a period of time that um before the task force that there were fewer duis enter the task force now there's more duis the conduct stayed the same the dui numbers went up because there were more police looking for duis and they were stopping people not unlawfully they were stopping people because they were either a wrong turn, didn't use a signal, left your, forgot to put your lights on, following too closely, speeding, whatever it would be. License plate light out. License plate light out, right. All the same, all the all the things. And the DUI numbers went up. My business went up. Everybody was happy in my business. And then as soon as they shut off the task force, the DUI numbers would go down. But does that mean there's fewer people driving drunk? No. In fact, maybe more because yeah. they, they can get away with it now. You know, there's fewer cops on the road. So it, you, now we have this sort of a similar thing. It's like there's not as much police don't need to go patrolling around bar areas these days because they're closed. So, you know, they're, they're going to be looking for the stuff they can get and looking for the other things they are going to be out in different areas or maybe they're not out at all. So the crime numbers, people say, well, DOIs are way down. Maybe, maybe not. You just don't know. There's more to it than that. But they are specifically out there. They're, they're even when they were called off of other duties, 
there's instructions out there to be particularly vigilant about domestic violence and crimes of violence. Well, I got asked a question from a young girl that works for me <clears throat> and her boyfriend had got pulled over. Evidently, he didn't have a car insurance for three months mm-hmm. and his license got suspended mm-hmm. and he gets pulled over. Why am I getting pulled over? Your license is suspended. Why is it suspended? Oh, you don't have insurance. Oh, here's my insurance card. They're like, yeah, this expired three months ago. Now he had a story as to blah, 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 whatever. No insurance. And the officer told him, I just wanted to let you know, there's really nothing I can do about that. Have a good night. Now, so what happened was he didn't pay his insurance and and he had safe auto. And I heard about this deal that safe auto does that if you cancel their insurance, they will contact your, whoever you have the loan with and be like, Hey, just so you know, John Doe. He ain't playing it safe. He ain't playing it safe. Unless then they might contact you and check and be like, oh, he switched to another insurance company. But they'll rat you out because that's not your car. You might think it's your car, but it's not your car. It's the bank's car. Mm -hmm. That's why you have to have the full coverage insurance on there because it's not yours and they want their product protected. Once you pay it off, you can put whatever kind of insurance, whatever you want with it. It's yours now. It's not yours until then. But there is a time where if you have no insurance, they're, you're not going to be allowed to drive. Yeah. They're going to they're gonna come, they're going to tow it, then it's going to go to a yard. Then you got to go pay the towing fee, you got to pay the one night fee, and every day, and you got to come in there, and also, unless you've got another tow truck, they're not going to let you drive out of there unless you've got insurance. Yeah. And if you haven't paid your your, your reinstatement, to get your ID back, I mean, your, your driver's license. But needless to say, in this time of, of, of COVID, the officer just told him, eh, there's nothing I can do about that. Yeah. He, was, he was in Powell. This is, uh, th- this is true. I've had a few people that have had this happen. And let's go back to what it used to be. What you're talking about is something called the FRA, the <clears throat> Financial Responsibilities Act. And so if you see on a ticket, I had an FRA suspension, that means... You were suspended. Your license was suspended because you did not comply with the Financial Responsibilities Act, which generally means you didn't have insurance on your car that was required. And as you also pointed out, you're correct that most lien holders on cars will require you to maintain insurance on the asset because their uh, their interest, their security interest in that asset uh, needs to be protected because if it gets destroyed, then they, they don't have any way to repossess it and, and satisfy the lien. Um and so you got to a double fold problem. And, and what goes on is the Bureau of Motor Vehicles, if you do not have insurance and you get caught, they're going to suspend your license. It's a license suspension. And um, that's that. Now, you can get driving privileges. It used to be more strict. It used to be stricter, more stricter. But um, you can get driving privileges now on an FRA suspension. But you are closely, you're entering into what I have coined over the years, the BMV. In Ohio, we have a Bureau of Motor Vehicles, not a DMV like most states, but we have a BMV. Uh, You're entering the BMV meat grinder where you get the FRA suspension. You don't know it. You start driving. You get get pulled over. Now you're driving under an FRA suspension. So you got two suspensions. And you each have their time periods that you have to wait it out. Each have uh, their own reinstatement fees. So I've had guys come to me and they're like, what do I do? I need to get my license back. And I, I start digging through it. And then you just start adding up. All right, 475 here for that reinstatement fee. And you 1300 put, is what his reinstatement fee yeah, was yeah, with Worthington. 
start adding that crap up, it gets. I was like, it didn't pricey. seem right to me. And once again, oddly enough, I get asked legal questions from people that know me. If, yeah, I'm not a lawyer, but I sit at a round table and lawyer talk. Yes, and, and I was like, well, that's ain't adding up. And then once I figured it out, I was like, wow. You get two or three of them at, at 500 bucks, roughly a pop, adds up fast. And uh, it gets really hard to get out of it. <coughs> now, you have a job, so you got to go to work. And now, and now, mind you, this now, can happen. he did happen. not get a driving on suspended, though. Well, they let they, him go. They let him COVID, go. Because of COVID. COVID, now, they let him go. Let's think about that. What is, uh, I can't say, I, I'm not certain I necessarily agree with the FRA, but let's just play it as it would normally be. You incentivize, like people will have insurance, they know to get insurance, they will get insurance. Then all of a sudden you've got these other problems out there where he doesn't have insurance, it's not enforced. Um, and say he's just like, all right, well, screw it then. I just won't get insurance, you know, the hell with this. How long can I go without paying this insurance bill? And then you crash into somebody. Because there's two types of insurance. Well, there's more, but generally speaking, you've got liability insurance, which is what the Bureau of Motor Vehicle requires. And then you've got sort of the asset or collision insurance, which is what the lien holder would require. And most of us would have, if you have a, a car that's worth anything, you would want to get insurance. Um, so most people who let it lapse aren't letting just one. I mean, they're, they're, they don't have any liability insurance either. So this guy's pulled over. He's not given a ticket and he's going home. And let's say, he makes a mistake on the way home because he's so distraught about his interaction with the police that his heart's racing and he's confused and he's like, oh my gosh, what did I do? And he's checking his, his insurance card as he's driving and wham, he runs into somebody, they get injured and now there's no insurance. He gets sued, he loses everything um, and it's all over for him. In other words, there's, there's always dominoes that stack up or fall down on the other side of the coin and that's why I am so outspoken about government intervention into affairs. Mostly what they're trying to do is, is done with goodwill or good intentions rather. And mostly government action like that results in unintended consequences, often complete opposite of what they're trying to prevent. So, but it's true. So driving around, there was a time when uh, I had people calling me saying, look, I can't even reinstate my license. What do I do? Uh, and it's hard. I mean, what do you, it's like the bureau was closed. What do you do? I mean, yeah. I, 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 I mail uh, online, I or I mailed in my um, registration in the midst of pandemic days back in May or uh, late April, early May. Never got my sticker. Just didn't come. No I'm, sticker. Yeah, we. I, I mailed in for mine. My birthday's in June. I think we was probably May or April, somewhere around. I mean, it was early. Mm -hmm. We mailed it off, and then I remember they didn't didn't show up, didn't show up, didn't show up. I think it was like August, maybe. Into August, whenever uh, my it tags came. Showed. Yeah, mine never, never did. But that was the whole thing. They were like, you know, the governor said, don't worry about it until after the pandemic. Yeah, when is that? And, and what is that? And, and what is that? When is that? Don't know. But I've seen cars. I said it before. I was like driving around with no license plates all over the place. Or they maybe had 30-day tags. It's been washed so many times. It's ripped up and it's gone. Nothing you can do. And, and I'm just driving around like, man, look at all these, look at all these non-license plates. And, and it, you know what? Things are still going fine, to be honest with you. It it has its impact on things because if your car is not registered, you haven't gotten your license plate, or you don't have to, then they don't pay the money. <clears throat> and look, I'm not I'm not saying I that all this regulation is necessary in the first place, but it's there. So now all of a sudden, we're not really built. Our society has not is not ready for a complete collapse of the administrative government. Well, again, I, 
you talk to me about government, you're going to get an opposite answer. But to the extent that we've become dependent upon it and we rely upon it economically, and by that I mean people at the Bureau of Motor Vehicles have jobs. Insurance companies have jobs. I have a job. The court system has jobs. And people are like, well, we need to stop enforcing things. And you know, to the extent that court is a business, that means that everybody working a court that relies on that is going to have some impact on their economic situation. So it's it's the the ripple effects of this, good or bad, are there, and I think it's worth exploration by those who would say shut her all down or just stop. I guess you can't freeze in time an, an economy and say it'll be okay. You just can't do it. It won't be okay. Now, look, you can you can evaluate how not okay it's going to be and compare that to the option of not freezing the economy and then make a decision, but. Don't act like you can just do it and it's no big deal because it's always a big deal. And that's that's the law of unintended consequences. But back to the Christmas story, tis the season to do stupid stuff. And stupid stuff usually happens with alcohol and the holidays and the stress and people are out of work or they're working from home and the kids are making them, uh, they're, they're driving them up the walls. Um, your spouse is pissing you off about stuff that shouldn't ordinarily piss you off and Next thing you know, the, the half a bottle of vodka becomes a full bottle of vodka and of wine and COVID uh, takes over. And, and if you live in a multi-level uh, apartment complex. The guy upstairs. And the guy upstairs. And everybody's been, everybody's been home. Everybody's home. Mm-hmm. And you've heard Pink Floyd's The Wall for one last time. That your neighbor is just blasting. This is it. You know, I, I've wondered about that. Like, because uh, once again, another employee told me about a little... Uh, Little, little spat he's having with his noisy neighbor upstairs, and you know it, it's just it. So now you've got that. Now you now you've got your ten bottles of vodka, and you've had enough of Mister Upstairs. Enough, and you and grit you, your you're teeth. You're gonna go bang on his and door. It's not, and you got your broom, and you're smacking the thing. And yeah, no, I hear you, man. And think about that. Ordinarily, if you live in an, I, I've never lived in an apartment like that where somebody was above or below me. But let's say I did, and I would probably learn the rhythms of the people who would be pissed off if I were up there making noise. I know that every day at 8 o'clock they go to work, but I don't go to work until 10 o'clock, so I got two hours where I can uh, bang on the walls and play my music loudly because nobody else is around. I can get away with it. And all of a sudden, everybody's at home, and they're trying to Zoom their job with the kids going crazy, and there is enough's enough. There's that point where, you know, every freaking Tuesday is <laughs> this happens, and you lose it. You're like, enough. I can't not do it anymore and you know everybody says uh, i'm not gonna say everybody but say the governors are saying you know we all just need to uh, a little bit more we know we know what we need to do and this and that well it, it, you can't ignore the fact that people are people and humans are humans and we have limits there are limits so i guess this is a cautionary tale speaking from somebody who for 25 26 years has represented folks holidays are trouble Holidays are trouble. Don't spend it behind bars. Don't uh, don't hurt somebody. Don't uh, get in a fight. Try to keep it together. Uh, and you know, alcohol is fun until it isn't. So just be careful. I guess is the is the word. Now you want to talk about your hot sauce? I'm looking right at it. It's like I'm going to spice up my holidays a little bit here with. Uh, Got a new addition to the Flaming Beard Hot Sauce here. I also have the, uh, the the JB's Hot Pepper Vinegar Sauce. You know, like when you go there, they got the peppers in the jar. You splash it on there. This is actually a pretty good one. I, 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 I splashed on some slaw last night. I had some sautéed peppers and mushrooms. A little bit of the vinegar went on there very well. 
the beard sauce. Now that one right there, I put on everything. That's good on pizza. It's good on a taco. It's good on a chip. It's just you know, it's good. And it lasts a long time. I got a bottle of this in my fridge, and it's like it's you know, you don't need much. You got a different version, right. as it says right here. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, small handcrafted batch. small batches. It's different every time. It's different every time. This one's a little bit better right here. Is this going to be for public consumption? It will be. Yeah, maybe. Once, well, maybe. To, I got a lot going on in Christmas gifts. To to special. I've got. I've got. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what's left. But I've got probably about 20, 30 bottles that I'll be selling at my store. Then I'm going to make uh, some of the old 100 proof that I used to have at my restaurant that people used to love and buy. Secret recipe. So I'll just make some there and hit them up and say, stop by Westerville. Stop by Westerville and answer Advanced Vapor, Vapor. Westerville. All right. Well, uh, this has been the Wednesday Lawyer Talk. A couple of things we should cover. Comedians on, South, Comedians on South High still happening. Jason Banks taking off on TikTok. Anybody want to see some funny? I tell you, I didn't know anything about TikTok. Banks came in here. He's one of the stars of Comedians on South High. He came in here and showed me his TikTok videos. Let me tell you, the creativity that that guy has in the comic realm is nothing short of amazing. And those videos on TikTok at Jason Banks on TikTok. Jason Banks Comedy. Jason Banks Comedy. Jason Banks Comedy at TikTok. Jason Banks Comedy on Instagram. But mainly, go check him out on the TikTok. He's doing about at least three skits a day. And they are hilarious. And I mean, he's really working though. I mean, it's not just, it's, and, and, and I like reading some of the comments that I see when people know, they're like, man, how do you do that? Yes. Um, we were talking to him about it the other day or last week here in the studio. And I, I think what people, what I have learned to understand about artists is that you, it is their job. I mean, it's work. And, and it looks like when a musician is up there just playing that it's easy. It's like when uh, when a comedian is up there just giving his routine, it's like, oh, that guy, it just comes to him naturally. Well, you know, maybe some of that is natural, but it takes a lot of work to cultivate it. And you can't just say go to anybody and make them and they'll be able to do skits. And so it's not lost on me, nor should it be lost on anybody who enjoys that kind of artistic expression to think that it doesn't take a lot of effort, work and thought to make it happen. And he does. I mean, he clearly puts a lot of time into it. That's the thing. He's like, sometimes I'll sit around and I'm just staring at the wall being like, within at least another hour, I have to have another bid. So he goes off into <laughs> his space and he comes out. But, with- you know, that was changed his whole industry. Uh, before the COVID, he had uh, four or five months booked up, you know, couldn't take another gig. Like traveling, tra- tra- traveling stand up. Yeah. yeah. And now that, that, that got canceled, you know, and it's just, it's been a difficult struggle, but on there, you know, he's building up fans. He's building up to where when COVID's done, you know, he's last I checked, I'm sure it's up now. He was at like 1.3 uh, million followers on TikTok. That's on TikTok. insane. Think about that. And all over the world. All over the world, but mainly right here in, in the United States. But a lot of people are like, hey, if you come to New Hampshire, if you're in the, and they, they want to see a show, mm-hmm. they want a show. And uh, so he's building his support. So when he goes back out, he can hit it there. And then other than that, we're talking about working with him on his website Yep. to and where he can start putting down. You only get one minute on TikTok, but he can put down short stories, mini movies, other uh, back vault, too hot for the talk clips, because some of the clips get kicked off. Yeah, they have their own uh, you, uh, well, I have to say this, this not is um, suitable. This for really TikTok. is not. It's it's funny, but not all G rated. It's uh, some of it's uh, it's adult content. And he's going to, we're going to start putting that stuff in his back office, so to speak, or behind the wall. So it's not uh, stuff that he couldn't use on TikTok. So 
lots going on with that. And your show, obviously, is still going on. Comedians on South High. Other stuff is happening. We had some a couple of folks. Uh, I can always I can start to tell that things are hopefully loosening up a little bit out there. We had some people sign up to go, come back to the studio here. And what people may not know is here at Channel 511 at the studio, we can do audio, video. We, we shoot a lot of website videos for folks. We have an interview set. We have stuff going on. And uh, we have some people signed up already for uh, 2021. So we have, uh, you know, knock on wood, uh, good thoughts coming our way. And uh, I think things are going to start happening to us now. But until then, you know, we, we should probably also send the shout out to people helping Jason Banks, Dan Buckley, Dan Buckley Photography, making it look good, making uh, the website work right. Freddie Blanchard, uh, he's hunkered down in his own studio, um, but he makes it sound so good. I have people tell us all the time, man, you, it's, you guys sound just like you're on the radio. It's like, well, you know, there's there's a reason for that. Didn't come, We didn't come by that naturally either. So thanks to Freddie Blanchard. So all your needs, all your questions, all your legal issues being addressed here and a lot, 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 lot more uh, here at Lawyer Talk off the record on the air, at least until now.